The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. And it's doggy stop. I've got another puzzle for you. If you are wise, you'll listen to gas, man. How the hell did they know that I got gas? A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. Indians call him Gas Man. Get, 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 get a lick of this loving. Man, you got to check it out. It'll boogie woogie on your brain. Hate on me for making this song. Got gas on your mind. Some people have said that you're retarded. Not me. And my grandmother said to this woman... We're gonna do that gas thing? Yeah, we're gonna do the gas thing. Laugh out loud. Let's 
That's the Woodworks from uh, their album Safe Mode. That one's called Cycles. And I, I don't even, how do you categorize that music, Carl? I was trying to think like of like an acid rock, kind of like a, maybe like a front porch style, you know, real mellow and chill. But the yeah, ro- there was a, a, a girl who used to play with the Black Crows, or at least with Chris Robinson. And she had kind of the, the f- like that string guitar, kind of Americana folk, but at the yeah. same time, Almost like a classic rock feel. It's, I can't think of her name. But. Yeah, yeah, but I, I really dig that one. Uh, the I pe- liked it. Yeah, I do too. They're from Phoenix, Arizona, and they're really cool people. I uh, had them on my radio show uh, about a year and a half ago or so, and they were just a lot of fun. And, uh, it, what, I'm sorry, what was the name again? Uh, Woodworks. Very nice. Yeah, check them out when you can, but do that on your own time, because right now you're going global with gas. Man. <laughs> Hanging out with you on Saturday. You always make me laugh when you do that. Uh, we're here till uh, 4 p.m. Arizona time, which would be 3 p.m. Pacific time. It's every Saturday from 1 to 3, and uh, we hang out with you. We play some music from uh, here in Phoenix, Arizona, the bands that I've met here over my years of doing radio, also bands that I've met throughout the country, uh, internationally, so we are always uh, welcomed in from uh, new music from anywhere. So anybody out there listening wants to submit some tunes, we are kind of rising in our listenership. It's great, and I want to spread more love out there. So you can always send me an email, kevin at withgas.com. And there's two S's there. It's kevin at withgas.com. Send me an email and uh, request some bands, you know. Let me know what bands are out there that, uh, you know, have CDs out there, do some touring. Just could use a little extra... A little extra love, I should say, because, you know, it is Valentine's Day today, Carl, and I know you're married, it's just, which is fine, <clears throat> but I, I don't think it's a good place for a single person to be on Facebook today, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you are you know, if you're single and you don't have a, a date or something, you're probably going to be seeing a lot of that stuff you're not involved in on Facebook. Right. So if you're an emotional person who gets down because you don't <laughs> have anything to do. And you don't have a loved one? Yeah, you better stay <laughs> off of it. Social media will not be your friend today. Yeah, you Probably not, you know, that's the thing. It's like everyone likes to show off and everything. And Play uh, your video games, eat your Doritos, whatever <sighs> it is that you do. Yes, I know, the whole Facebook thing. Last night I was uh, out at the bar and I, I ran into some uh, an old friend of mine, Peter Holden, and uh, his friends were there and apparently we're, we're friends on Facebook, they told me. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Sorry. I was like, I felt bad. Thanks I mean, for like, reminding me. Well, first of all, it's like, all right, you, you become friends after you meet somebody, um, you know, th- four years ago. Uh, it, it must have been about that many years when I met them last. Um, I can't expect to be, you know, remember that. And I told them, I was like, it's not like we hang out all the time. I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm cool on that. At least I, I can get, I get a pass. Well, and that's where maybe Facebook needs to have a you know, categorize your friends or make category categories. I don't know why I want to say categories, <laughs> but maybe you know, like separate them in, a, in right? a what? Is this old? a friend or is this an acquaintance? Because you met them one time and they just decided, hey, we should be Facebook friends. Right, right. Because that's that that's what happens in today's world. Is the, you know, you meet somebody and then immediately, no matter if you're going to see them again or not, there's this almost automatic switch that says, oh. We met. Now we have to be Facebook friends because that's what people do, and that's what people do. That's fine. And it's you know want to, but don't get mad f- when right. I don't recognize you <laughs> exactly. four years later. That's the point, exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, you're not really active on my page anyway, so exactly. I don't I don't see you, your name all the time. So cut me some slack, man. Don't yeah. try to say, dude. Leave, leave me alone. What about when you see somebody in public that is on your Facebook list and you don't want to say hi to them, but you never met him before? You you know I am. Uh, um, I am the person who will turn around in the grocery store to avoid people. I, I can't, it's, it's the most awkward conversation. I'm not good at it. Really? Um, and so that, that's my answer. That's I, I have before. I have turned around in, in okay, but places. Okay, ha- but have you locked eyes? 
Yeah, well, yeah. If you end up meeting the person, hopefully you remember who they are. But I also have no shame in just saying, look, I I need your name or a reminder or something. I'm, right. I, I'm politely blunt with, <laughs> with that stuff most of the time. Sometimes you can't help it. But I remember like being at a show one time, local show, and seeing somebody. And I, I know she knew I was there, but I was like, neither of us were willing to, you know, meet <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, so it was just like mutual avoidance. I, yeah, it was a mutual avoidance. Yeah, it kind I, I of was. I, now I understand what you're saying. Like yeah. you're saying you see them, but you don't actually talk to them. But you both lock eyes and then you kind of together decide mm, we don't need to talk. Yeah, because I think also it's like, is that that person from Facebook? Is that? I mean, they look like that person. I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm not quite sure. So it's the I'll just not do anything about it. It's yeah. It, it's almost like is she pregnant or not pregnant? <laughs> so I'll just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Something like that, right? Um, Valentine's Day is also Arizona's birthday. We're a hundred and three years old, Carl. And I did not know that. Yes, and judging by the people who run this place, we could be the only state that acts its age. Uh, yes. <laughs> we have a big fight in the uh, the new governor now with the new superintendent of schools. Are you following that story at all? No, actually, I, that's the this is the first I've heard of it, and I I generally. I'm aware of most of the news stories yeah, that go on. I, I don't I know the whole one. gist of it at all, but the, the woman who was voted in, apparently, I guess, doesn't have a lot of experience, but she got voted in, and she's firing a couple people, which they say she can't do, and then the governor's like, it's just like a weird mess. And I, I don't know the whole thing, but if you're interested in looking it up, you are more than welcome to. I just know there's a riff going on. It's I, Personally, Carl, I don't, I don't have time for that, <laughs> to follow that. I, I, I read the story, and I got lost in it, I was like, this is confusing. I don't get it. Like, who's is the woman in the right or is the governor in the, in the right? I don't. I didn't quite understand the story, but I guess it doesn't matter in a in a sense that there's already a riff with a new governor and things aren't starting off smoothly. Well, and it's in and it sounds like it's in one of the areas that generally is troublesome for Arizona, which is education. Yeah, I mean, we're not looking good in that situation. No, we I we mean, generally lack in in the nationwide education polls were generally towards the bottom. Also, there was an article, I think back in November, I remember, um, I think it was either Forbes magazine or another kind of respected magazine saying that Arizona was the most corrupt state. You know, I, yeah, I, I mean, I could see it with all the, you know, the drugs that come through the border. Um, I, you know, and the different things that go on. I'm, I don't know about most corrupt. I've never really heard that, but I, I mean, I could see people being corrupt wouldn't it be awesome to come to find out that Arpaio was corrupt? There's got to be something wouldn't there. That be just like, <laughs> wouldn't that be. just be like the saving grace for so many people to finally be like, I knew it. Yeah, I mean, I there's, there's got to be. I don't think he's squeaky clean, I'll tell you that much. No, I mean, exactly, there's, he, he's exactly. already been investigated a hundred times. I just I think mean, he's really good at, at avoiding it. how to cover his tracks. Well, possibly. maybe that's where the corruption comes in, where you have people taking care of other people. Well, and I read he's actually um, in the middle of... Um, some federal lawsuits and different things like right. that as well. Yeah, so he's, he's still battling. So he's he, the under the government eye. is still on him. Yeah, exactly. As I'm saying, he's under the uh, the watch. So people are aware of what he's doing. So that way, he's got to really kind of watch his step. But I don't think he cares in a sense. I mean, the guy's like 80 years old, and we keep voting him in. Yeah, I wonder how his Valentine's going. <laughs> so I've actually never I've actually ran into him, and I'm a tall guy. He's tiny. He might be five 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 six. No way, is he really that small? Yeah, he's. T- I just remember this guy is like I had a. Well, had hang a on, hang on, Carl. You're six five. I, yeah, I'm about six five. Okay, six, so six. anybody under you is tiny. Yeah, but I remember <laughs> I, had, I have a buddy who's about five eight that I I went to college with and stuff. And and Joe is either his size or smaller. He's okay. just in, in much rounder. Okay, obviously. well, I'm ba- I'm just about six foot. So you would see me, and I'm definitely taller than him. 
Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. He's he's a, he's a smaller guy. He uh, he uh, does height. Yeah, you know he's a ham for the uh, for the camera man and for the attention. He, they do a lot of roast for and him. You know what's interesting is he claims not to be a media whore. And oh, he I know, totally right? is. Okay. He loves it. Oh, he loves it. Yeah, yeah. He and my friend actually did, uh, and this is a shout out to my friend Brian Ritchie, who's in the hospital right now. But uh, he he did a, I'll, and I'll explain that in a moment. But he uh, did a roast with him. Right, he did a roast for uh, it was like a, I think a dog rescue or a dog charity thing so they roasted sheriff joe and they got a bunch of comedians from the valley my buddy brian ritchie went up there and did it and you know obviously he killed afterwards sheriff joe went up to him and says hey you ever thought about becoming a parole officer <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah interesting and the guy's like um no i'm i'm a comedian yeah right? <laughs> i do I jokes on stage jokes about you. <laughs> i'm not gonna be in your i'm not gonna work in your jails Oh my gosh! I know, right? What are the balls to say something yeah. like that? And I and I, it was funny when I rolled into him in a Barnes and Noble for one of his book signings a few years back, and the crowd was you know Sun City older older crowd and right. like the people you would see on Harley Davidson's you know riding uh, scooters, you know like um, um, like older 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 couples and stuff you know who are very patriotic, which is not a bad thing. Just maybe blind to other views and opinions. Well, you got to think about though. You know what people, I mean? but that was his crowd. Yeah, of course. I mean, but you think about all right. This is the crowd that grew up, you know, in, in the, the 30s, man. They grew up in the 30s and 40s. Yeah, it's I mean, the one that's holding us back still. Absolutely, it's those people that are are, are still in the government here in Arizona. Those older older individuals. Who, that's what I'm who, saying. Who won't change. Look at the lineage of our leadership in the state. 100, 113 years ago, or 113, 103 years ago. Um, of course, you're still turn of the century, but even before then, I mean, we were the Wild West. So you got to imagine when the we first became a state. You know, who was running the system? Was it the people left over from the Wild West? Probably. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to do some research on that. I'm just totally guessing right now, so don't take well, and, me for And that's word. what's interesting is that there's but, a lot of freedoms that Arizona allows, you know, yeah. like the freedom to choose if you want to carry a gun or not. And right. I, I, I'm okay with that. Is uh, But there's a lot of freedoms that we don't allow. Was necrophilia a crime here? I have no idea. <laughs> and I'm not sure I don't know why I thought Valentine's that. Day to share. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, well, you know, it has a little love in there, I guess you can say. Let's play some tunes. Uh, you suggested... Fayuka and yeah. tune is called The Cycle. Now, this is with Jason DeBoer uh, from Authority Zero. They put this song together, and I've played this before, I think, a long time ago when it came out. But uh, I love it. And uh, Carl, you're going to pick some tunes for us throughout the show, and we'll play some other tunes. I'll have my review from my uh, shows I went to this week, and also we'll review the Grammys from last week because we haven't had a chance to talk about that, which I'm super excited to, to give you my point of view. So here's uh, music from right here in Phoenix, Arizona. The band's called Fayuka. They travel all over the country. It's a three-piece band. They jam, they rock. The tune is called The Cycle. Don't go anywhere. You're going global with gas. Man. Up and says, I've got an itch on my trigger, and it's spark inside my brain. I'm making moves either way. There's no time left for play, just once who's coming. The skies are bigger. I'll make it mine someday. It's how it goes, it always has been. It's never gonna change. I guess we all know what happens. The cycle starts again. The cycle starts again. 
shirt and a cap tooth made of gold. But I'm making moves either way. There's no time left to play. Just one suit's coming. These guys are bigger. I'm making my someday. It's how it goes and always has been. It's never gonna change. I guess we all know what happens. Cycle starts again. Cycle starts
Sun Club right there. Weak Friend Winter Club is the tune. I really dig those guys. They have such a great little sound that's so different from a lot of other bands. They're from Maryland, by the way, so if you have some time, check them out online. Sun Club, as easy as it sounds right there. And Fayuka was before that. I want to spell their band name out. F-A-Y-U-C-A. And uh, check out both those bands. Actually, check all the bands that we play here. I mean, these all these guys are looking for some love and some listening. And, uh, you know, buy their music because that's what it's all about. It's really, what, yeah, go ahead, Carl. I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I want to piggyback on that. You know, these are guys working hard every day to, yeah. to do something, you know, without, you know, the financing that maybe major label people will get. Well, the thing is, you know, yeah, it's Fayuka. They have been hitting the road lately for yeah. the last couple of years. I mean, they've have gone pretty much from the southern uh, part of the states from California all the way to Florida, and they've hit those places hundreds of times. And uh, Sun Club, actually, I met them when I was in Austin in 2012, and that was my first trip out there. And these guys set up shop right on the street corner. It was so much fun, man. It was a blast, and I had the recordings of them doing the acoustic versions of that song and and a couple other songs they did. It was just a lot of fun, and uh, you can find it online. I believe it's still up on my YouTube page, and if I can remember my YouTube name, (laughs) I think it's... uh, I think it's with gas. Or no, it's radio gas. Damn it, I don't know. Shit. Just search just search my name and you'll find it. It's Kevin Gassman, G-A-S-S-M-A-N. Of course, you can call me Gas. It's all good. Carl, the intern's hanging out with me today as well. Vicar is back in studio. You heard that sniffling earlier. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, brother? How I don't you know what it is. Well, you know, it's, it's Valentine's Day <sighs> and you are our, um, I guess, our official... Um, ex-swinger for the uh, show, uh, <laughs> so we God, might get yeah. into some more of that a little bit later on today. You got it. Did you uh, watch the Grammys? Nope. Of course not. <laughs> I didn't watch the Grammys either. <laughs> but you know, that was Sunday. This is Saturday. We don't get a chance to... All I get to do is just post my stupid little pictures and my comments throughout the week about the Grammys. So I made a meme. I found a dog driving, right? It's on my Instagram page. So if you want to find me on Instagram, I know that name. It's Instagram. It's with gas man. And there's two S's again. So with Gasman at Instagram, find me there. And there's a picture of a dog. It's like a big, huge dog. I don't know what kind it is, but the, like the dog's arm is out of the window. It's like a big hound. Yeah, like a big hound. Yeah, exactly. And his like, left arm is out the window. And he's leaning out the window with the cowboy hat. And his right paw's on the steering wheel as if he's leaning out the window to say, hey, what's up? You know. So I'd, all I said is like, hey, Kanye, <laughs> I'm a dog and I'm driving this truck. Give me my award. Oh, God. <laughs> Give me my Grammy. I saw uh, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I just thinking like what the, okay, first of all, we all know what happened. My theory is this is that they should at least seat Kanye in the balcony. <laughs> Avoid any problems at all with this situation. Um I my theory obviously is with everybody else. The guy is a nutcase to do what he did and disrespectful for all and he made an embarrassment of himself. Um <clears throat> the Grammys themselves are an embarrassment in and of that, but that's another story. This is just, it's a, it's a five-year-old not getting his way. It, it's, a, it's almost like the, the definition of narcissistic behavior. It's almost like the Republican Party. <laughs> that's what it kind of reminded me of a little bit. I, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, she should win. You know, it's like, I almost feel like it's like some, some schoolyard fight or some, you know, whatever, argument. It, it's, it's just so childish and... and and for him to stand up for Beyonce while Kim Kardashian is right next to him, I mean, she's like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> you know, it's so one time I can go like, wow, I almost feel bad for Kim in a sense that this guy is going all about one woman where, in a sense, she should be able to handle her own biz 
And if she was upset about not winning, then Beyonce should have said something about that. Uh, screw Kim. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she walked into this. Of course, of course. I'm just saying, in a, in a <laughs> sense, it's like being in that situation, like he's almost demeaning her while he's got this love, this unprofound love for Beyonce that is just coming through in this in this uh, in this scenario that I, went down. Absolutely, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just... Like a little bit jealous of his infatuation. Yeah, exactly. What so, did he do? I'm trying to look up on the internet. Okay, real so quick it was what was it? album of the year, right? And he was up. Yes. Uh, Beyonce was up against Beck. So Beck won the album of the year, and Beck gets up there to get the award, and all of a sudden here comes Kanye walking up as if he was going to interrupt the same thing he did to Taylor Swift. Oh, uh, wow. That was the MTV Awards, was that? Or was it the AMAs? Do you remember no, that? it was the Grammys. With Taylor Swift one? Yeah, but not. But it wasn't album of the year. It was like song of the year. Oh, okay. And I didn't know Beyonce that. Beyonce was also nominated. Okay, I didn't realize uh, that. Um, yeah, so anyway, so Beck went up to get it. He walked up to the stage like he was going to interrupt, and then he, he kind of like waved his hand like a forget about it and went back to the stage or back to his seat. So everyone was kind of laughing it off. It was just like he was... In, imitating what he did before, but he wasn't going to go through with it. And then after the Hilly Awards is when he said that Beck needs to respect artistry and give his award to Beyonce. (laughs) And give it to a real artist and that the Grammys don't respect real artistry. Right. The Grammys need to stop playing with them. Blah, 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 blah. And and I guess one of the other reasons it was a big deal was because he, I don't think he'd been to the Grammys since the Taylor Swift incident. Oh, really? It's his yeah, first time I think back? this was his first time back, which uh, is why everybody thought it was a joke. Oh, first. right. I got you. Right. Well, either way, it's funny that, you know, all the memes not coming out. Well, Beck played 14 instruments on his album, produced and wrote every single song on his own. <laughs> it's been really in the business in the for 25 years. Yeah, it's been yeah. in the business for 20 years. You know, it's like, I think he knows what he's doing. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's immature. It's ignorant of that, if anything. And does it have to now categorize or recategorize for the Grammys down the road when you have to go now best album by genre, not best album overall? I mean, it, I just think they should might as well just get rid of that. If the well, if, if the genres are clashing and they're not happy with the 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 biggest award of them all, then then ixnay that and give each category that award. Well, I guess my other question is, if you have multiple songwriters who are helping you write that album, plus a bunch of people um, synthesizing music or whatever they do, and then also playing music, and then all you do is stand up there and provide the vocals, right? how do you get album of the year anyways? <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Exactly. Well, shouldn't the album of the year to go to all the people who did everything so you could just sing? Well, she had... Um I mean, uh, what, 100 writers on per song, and there's right? only like 10 but different words on, the, on each song? Dude, those are the people that should get the award. All you did was sing, lady. Right, exactly. <laughs> These people actually had to be creative. So the Grammys themselves, again, like I said, they're a joke. I don't like any award shows. It's just like their opinion, man. You know, I saw like yep. a pull off that Big Lebowski quote. It's just their opinion. How can they keep praising? And, and it's just, yeah, and it's all internal. It's narcissistic. It's, it's, you know, uh, incestual, I should say. Um, it's all who you know, and uh. the only people that are going to get the award. So um, it, it doesn't validate anything for me when a band that I like wins an award. Because I don't need that validation to like their music. I don't need your opinion on what you think is good in my perspective. And growing up listening to heavy metal is something I know for sure is always been ignored for quite some time until 89 when they actually put that metal category in their, in the, in their, um, 
their show. So, of course, what happened there is Metallica was up for Justice for All. Everyone thought that was going to be the winner, hands down, you know. Uh, but Jethro Tull had, a, had his album in the best metal category. And not what? knowing what Jethro Tull is, Jethro Tull won. And wow. so the big outlash came out. And then the following year, well, guess what? Metallica was renominated for the same album. <laughs> and they won. So they owned up to the mistake the following year, but it's just, it's a big egg on their face, on their um, on their ignorance to the metal scene. Now this year the metal was um, a little different because Tenacious D was in there. You caught that, Carl? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Yeah, Tenacious D. Interesting, and and because they're more aren't they more of like a comedic rock band? Well, they're a comedic. Yeah, they are. It's Jack Black and Kyle Gass. I mean, they're a complete comedic. And they won with a Dio song. So it's like they... they, they I mean, look, I, I love Dio and I love Tenacious D. I just don't, don't think... I don't know. I, I don't, it's, it's weird that they're in the metal category when you're going up against bands like Anthrax, Mastodon, Motorhead, and Slipknot. <laughs> All right? Tenacious yeah, they didn't, D. They, they, you don't think of Tenacious D. Not in that category. And it's it's kind of a slap in the face, you know. And, and you know, of course, this the Dio song and Ronnie James Dio died a few years ago, and they have a great uh, benefit um, set up for Ronnie James Dio, and and they're very active on Facebook, and and and, and I love Dio, and I, and I have nothing against this at all as far as that goes. I just don't think it's appropriate to be in that category. Um, I just don't think they should be in that category. I just I I just I feel that's a big. Big mistake on their end, but, um, you know, again, I didn't watch it, so I don't even think they um, had this one on the TV channel. I think this was like a award they gave away earlier. Yeah, I don't think that's a popular enough category as far as mainstream America goes. Right, exactly. So one more thing we'll talk about when we get out of here. It is the um, comedy category. Now, comedy category um, had Jim Gaffigan, Louis C.K., Patton Oswalt, and Sarah Silverman. Um, those are the biggest names you're gonna get in comedy these days, and uh, Jim Gaffigan is is hilarious. He's one of my favorites. Louis C.K. one of my favorites. Patton Oswalt is awesome, and I, I it, Sarah Silverman. I'm not quite into her as much. <laughs> I just don't. It's not my kind of style. Yeah, those are that's the same exact way I would have described those people as well. Yeah, right on. So you understand. Yeah. And then there's the um, the per- proverbial turd in the punch bowl in the mix, but kind of not really because it's Weird Al. He's just—he's classic. Well, but it's okay. I he's best comedy, kind of comedy. Then you have to do a best musical comedy album. Yeah, because yeah. he's more parody. He's than all parody, right? Comedy, but it's all. But well, that is comedy, and his comedy yeah, kind of comedy, and yeah. it's very creative. It's very good. And Weird Al, I, I love Weird Al. Who doesn't like Weird Al in a sense, you know? But. A singing it, comedy album is much different than a stand-up right. comedy album. And you got Bo Burnham, you got the Flight of Concords, you got, you know, I don't know if they put it albums or not, but I mean, you, you do have a lot of musical comedians out there, then you should have your spe- your special category and keep it away, spoken word comedy and musical comedy. There should be a difference. Yeah, you. I'm sure you could find other musical comedy acts to nominate. Right, exactly. That, All right. That maybe would then get them, you know, more of a spotlight as well. Sure. You're right. And when you're right, Carl, you're right. We'll play some Weird Al. How about that? This is off the latest. This is Foil. This is also this is the uh, Lord takeoff. <laughs> um, the video is awesome. Check it out if you can, but do that on your own time. 
Because right now you're going global with gas. Man. I never seem to finish all my food. I always get a doggy bag from the waiter. So I just keep what's still unshoed. And I take it home. Save it for later. But then I deal with fungal rot, bacterial formation, microbes, enzymes, mold, and oxidation. I don't care. I got a secret trick up my sleeve. I never bother with baggies, glass jars, Tupperware containers, plastic cling wrap, really a no-brainer. I just like to keep all my flavors sealed in tight with aluminum foil. Foil. That kind of wrap is just the best To keep your sandwich nice and fresh Stick it in your cooler Cooler Eat it when you're ready But maybe you'll choose A refreshing herbal tea Hmm, lovely Oh, by the way, I've cracked the code I figured out the shadow And the Illuminati know That they're finally primed For world domination And soon you've got black helicopters Coming across the border Puppet masters for the new world order Be aware There's always someone that's watching you And still the government won't admit They fake a whole moon landing Thought control race, psychotronic scanning Don't mind that Protected cause I made this hat From aluminum foil Foil Where I had this foil lined In case an alien's inclined To probe your butt or read your mind Looks a bit peculiar Seems a little crazy But someday I'll prove There's a big conspiracy I think the young people enjoy it when I Get down verbally, don't you?
Yeah, every song is good to the last drop. That's Parquet Court. Stoned and Starving is the name of the song. They're from Brooklyn, New York. And uh, I just really dig that tune. I'm glad. I hope you do, too, as well. It's a quarter till 3 p.m. in uh, Arizona. <laughs> so I get the time zones. All right, because we've got to be on like a Pacific time zone. That's how everything operates here. It's voiceamerica.com. Variety channel that you're listening to right now. Going Global with Gas. Man. And that's Carl the intern hanging out with me. Vicar is with me. Uh, he is, uh, what's your title now at Hempful? I, I mean, I, he hasn't fully given me you know, the schedule yet, but I mean, technically, as far as I know, I'm going to be like the backup cook. So what this is, this is the place where it's hemp-made food products that have medicinal value. Well, or do they not? You have the option, basically, you have the option to put CBD-infused product in there. A lot of the flowers are infused with hemp um, everything that can be infused with either hemp 
product or CBD oils are it can be can be okay. Yeah. So, but you but you don't need a medical card. To no, anybody can get anyone this stuff. can get this stuff. So, but if you want the CBD infused, you need the card. No, no, it's CBD. Remember, not THC. Okay, so yeah. so the medicinal values of CBD when only uh, when when only when broken down to only CBD and the THC removed, then yeah, you, you, it's completely legal. And it's still medicinal. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So this is the first of its kind. Is it all around as the country? As far as I know, it's the first one in Arizona, and I don't, I don't know outside of yeah. it. Interesting. I wonder if Colorado's ahead of that. Uh, Washington's having some problems. We're going to get into this next hour, though. So I don't want to jump the gun too much on our drug, com- you know, conversation because we always have fun talking about that but, and um, the pros and cons of that coming up next hour. But we uh, we're hanging out with uh, you guys here on the Saturday. Um, this week, uh, you just did a recap of the Grammys, and I went out to a couple shows on uh, Thursday night. I went to Casa Samba which is a bar over on Mill Avenue, and I'm glad to see live rock and roll back on Mill Avenue, which is great, as you have to, you know, wind through all the EDM clubs and all the <laughs> all the young college kids, you know, get, getting drunk on, you know, whatever, and uh, you go into this club, it's nice, it's tiny, it's intimate, uh, it's got a great feel, great vibe, and it used to be a taco place, <laughs> and they turned into a, a rock club, and it's badass, man, I'm telling you, the Black Moods were there on... on uh, on Thursday night, and saw them, and Rose Colored Eyes was the opening band, and uh, good music overall. And then last night, I had to do a couple, uh, I had to do double duty last night. Okay, so I had a, a buddy of mine, Peter Holden, who was coming into town, and he doesn't live here, and he's a good friend of mine. He actually helped me get to Austin a couple of years ago. He, he helped me get there, which was great. Let us stay at his place, it was just awesome. So he's been a good friend since. So he was playing at a place called Tempe Tavern. Meanwhile, at the Rogue Bar was four of my friends' bands, right? Four bands that I knew, I should say. And I was in a dilemma. So my friend's like, I started at 8 o'clock, and come see me at 8 o'clock. I'm like, at Tempe Tavern. Now, these bars are about maybe 5 to 10 miles apart from each other, you know, roughly, I guess, not that far. So I said, all right, 8 o'clock is cool. Then I found out my uh, really good friend, her band starts at 8. My crap. Right, what am I gonna do? Well, my buddy wins because he's out of town. So I go to I go to the Tempe Tavern, eight o'clock. He's like, I don't really go on until nine. <laughs> I'm like, asshole. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'll go to the other bar, watch my my friend's band play, and I'll come back at nine o'clock. So that's what I did. I went over there <laughs> at eight, got her band, and then when was that? Once that was done, I went back to his, got him playing. Stayed for about half an hour li- longer over there, and then went back over to the Rogue Bar to finish the night. So I'm a trooper, Carl. Yeah, it was th- that's solid, man. To I mean, really, if you think about it, going back and forth to, to watch shows and to make sure you're supporting artists, that's that's a solid night. Yeah, and the only thing that sucked is the one band I had to I had to miss one band, which was the Pleasure Victims. Well, and you know, oh, I know I'm it's, it's the realization that. though them. that not every you're not gonna it's that same thing you know I'm not gonna be able to please everybody. Right. I'm not going to be able to see everybody either. And, you know, and that's fine. And they understood because I've seen them a number of times and they're really good friends of ours. Or, and so it's good that they understood. <laughs> that's all I got to say. you didn't see them play, but did you see them? Yeah, I did see them. Yeah, I saw go. everybody I was supposed to see. Um, and what's, what's really cool is in a few weeks, actually in two weeks from today, I will be hosting the America Loves Bacon Festival. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm hosting the America Loves Bacon Festival. And I actually helped Black Moods and uh, Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers, who was a band last night over at the Rogue Bar. And they're going to be at the uh, America Loves Bacon Festival, too. 
Very nice. Yeah, it's going to be very cool, And man. when is that festival? Uh, that festival is the 28th of February from noon to 7 p.m. So, yes, I won't be here on a live program. However, um, we will do a, a new show that week. So awesome. It won't be live on the 28th, but we will have a show for the 28th, and it'll be brand new. So very just nice. keep that in mind. We'll have to do it during the week and record and, something. And are you, are you privy to give out the location of the America Loves Bacon Festival as well? Yeah, it's at Rawhide. Very it's nice. in Chandler, Arizona. That, when, you know, I've been to Rawhide. I went when it was up in North. Scottsdale. For those for those listening in, uh, Phoenix, Arizona is a, it's a it's a huge city. It's laid out and it's spread out very far. Yeah, it's massive. And you know, you cross one street, you're in another city in uh. a sense. So it's not like Chandler, Arizona is far away and off in the in the boonies. It's it's next to Tempe. It's yeah, next but if to you're Phoenix. if you're on the west side in Glendale or some of the other west side cities, if for people who are not here, it is a trek to get to the further east side cities because, again, of how spread out Phoenix is. Well, yeah, exactly, and vice versa. I mean, they put the football stadium out in Glendale, which is a 45-minute drive from anybody in in within, I don't know, Phoenix proper almost, it feels like. I think that people who are not from here don't don't necessarily realize, you know, it it takes, you know, 45 minutes to get to downtown from either side. Yeah. Know, far side of, you know, either of the farthest sides yeah. of the valley. And they put a stupid light rail that goes nowhere near anybody exactly. where anybody lives. I mean, yeah, it goes through downtown and it goes through the mill, which is great. Those are good spots. But, but then it not, dumps you off in a shitty friendly. spot. <laughs> it just dumps you off in a shitty spot. It's a real arbitrary spot, by the way. I don't know where it even ends somewhere in Glendale or something like that. And yeah. then the, and the other end is in Mesa, which is, again, it's an arbitrary spot. That's like, oh, but yeah, the here looks like a good time to start it. Here's the beginning of the end of the rail. I mean, it's just a weird. Uh, they don't have it going to the football stadium. No, I think they thought re- if it goes through downtown and if it goes through ASU, we're good. Well, that, no, but I mean, but they, they knew the stadium was going out there. It must have been already out there before the rail, didn't they build the stadium before the rail? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So why not? I mean, Plan can you around. imagine if you had that light rail going to Glendale in that arena where the jobbing.com arena is, where the uh, the, the, the Phoenix Cardinals play? Well, Are you kidding me? That be awesome. I you, would totally well, year take round. Dude, I would totally take the, the rail. Yeah, year round you could get it. Yeah, it's just ridiculous, and it needs to really be all over the place. I'm I mean, lucky enough to live. I live two like two big blocks away from where the light rail ends at Bethany Home. Yeah, well, I'm I'm now I'm walking distance to the light rail because I'm close to Mill Avenue, and it's nice, you know. So I just walk a mile and a half to uh, get to the light rail station, and boom, I I'm like, there. I like trains, public trains like that. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. It's a good time to do something. Get out about. Check out the city that you live in. I guess right. Exactly. Um, speaking of cities, real quick, uh, I saw somebody post this on Facebook, and I almost got in a little argument with him. I wasn't really like, <laughs> wasn't trying to, but I was like, in a sense, I don't like these. And we talked about this before, Carl. Um, this is what the picture. It's a picture of a of, of a snow blanketed highway, and semi trucks are just covered in snow. And it says, "Dear New York, when you say blizzard, we think Dairy Queen. Love Arizona." It's just, it's you know, it's rude. It is rude. 
Right. It is rude. That's what I wrote. I was like, well, then, you know, it's it's the same in the summertime. Yeah, they give us the same shit in the summertime. They don't give us shit in the summertime. I've never seen anybody give us shit in the summertime. No. We give our own shit because we just have that self-deprecation of, it, it, it sucks, it's so hot outside. But yeah, but we chose to live here. Yeah, the people who, who give us shit are ourselves. Yeah, what they need and to most do. Most of the people who don't live here come here during the summer, too, to go to the resorts. Okay, Carl, so what they need to do is have people in New York put pictures of like kids playing in a in a lake or outside and it's like, Hey, dear Arizona, <laughs> fuck you. We have summer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's nice to play outside without the threat of dying. Yeah, exactly. That's the point I was trying to make. And her, and, she, and her point was, uh, and I'm like, what do you, and what? I mean, it's, it's rude to, uh, to point out that you're, you, I don't know. It's just, it's not classy. That's all I gotta say. Who is classy old, in like, social talking? I mean, really? What's that? They're old. Like, how many times has that been done before? Yeah, exactly. And now you think you're original? Right, exactly. Come on. I don't know. All right, so let's play some tunes. We'll come back. And then uh, we've got drug code next hour. We'll talk yep. drugs. And then we'll talk, uh, well, it's Valentine's Day, so I'm assuming we'll get into a little bit of Victor's, Victor's uh, sordid swinger past. Why not? <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, you came. You, vi- you, you <laughs> Don't make me feel guilty, man. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> All right, the Black Moods are the band I mentioned, and we're going to play a few other bands that I mentioned as well as the show continues on. This one is called Don't Let Them Get You Down. They were on this program um, before the summertime, so why don't you guys go online to voiceamerica.com, check out the Going Global with Gas Man page, and search the Black Moods, and you'll find it and listen to that interview. It's a good time, but do it after this tune. We'll be back. You're Going Global with Gas. Man... You were right I won't be home tonight I'm over this Don't tell me it's alright You'll be fine We do this all the time We lose our heads They're not so easy to find
You know, I had a dream last night. I was a snake slithering through the grass until I came upon a dead elk. And I climbed into his soul. And it's there I stayed until morning, which meant that I will underestimate someone very close to me. Wow. Where do you get your weed? From you, Dante. Oh, yeah. What's up, Mr. Teasel? Susan, I wish I could stay here. Maybe just to look into your eyes. Everything just wasn't clear And I never came to realize I'm taking off in a rocket And now you can just be free Cause all that I ever wanted Is for you to just be Now you can dance around this little town Ain't nobody gonna take you down But you will be alright Come tomorrow morning I'm leaving for California And I'm never coming back again I hope it's your life to dance Sometimes I dream that I hadn't left And I'm so
cups of tea at the bottom You're pure honey, it's not sweet It's just thick as fuck Associate pure honey to an illicit drug, what drug would you attach it to? What would uh, you call pure honey? BHO or something. BHO? What is that? <laughs> Butane honey oil. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Carl, Carl, Wax, what, what would, basically. If someone said, yo, man, I got some pure honey. Probably heroin. That's kind of what I would think, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know why, but yeah. Y'all are all of me, you fucking dopeheads. <laughs> um, by the way, from Phoenix, Arizona, and a very cool band, some good sounds. And once again, you can always send in requests for tunes, or at least it doesn't have to be a request, but you can say, hey, Gas, this is a cool band. You, you should check them out. Uh, send me an email. It's kevin at withgas.com. There's two S's there, kevin at withgas.com. Find me online. It's uh, the voiceamerica.com variety channel. 
And on the bottom right-hand corner of the page, you'll see all the links to everything. So I think the Facebook page, the, the personal page, the iTunes page. Uh, I think we're on Stitcher. I haven't figured out Stitcher yet. I just got on Instagram last week. What's Stitcher? Yeah. It's, I think it's another audio thing. I haven't really looked at it. Another audio thing? I, I, there's so many things i got to keep an eye on and tabs on, you know? It's ridiculous. <sighs> I don't know why. It's like one, one thing doesn't work out for a lot of people. Let's go over here instead. You know, it's like they keep moving the ball somewhere else, you know, taking the ball somewhere else. And then it's like the, the, whatever's left over is something they have to make up, you know. The, keep well, it's the everybody's game, desire to have the next best thing. Keep the game going. Well, I mean, it's not really the next best thing. It's well, just the, the best practical thing. Yeah. And, you know, what's I guess... It's really come down to what's simplest, what's the easiest. Well, and that's the and that's what we're going. That's where we're headed towards, is keep it simple, stupid. Well, and the capitalistic <laughs> spirit says, but go get it. And it should be. I mean, look, I don't want to have time to waste around. You know, like like if I if I load a page to for a story that I want to read, and in the right hand corner is that uh, that thing you move to move the page up and down. What are those called? The scroll bar. The scroll bar thing. <laughs> yeah. You click, you hold on to that, you know, and it move up the page up and down. Well, if that thing gets really, really small, chances of me like really reading that story, I'm not. I don't. I be. I, oh. I don't have time. You know, it gets small because then the pages get long. It's gonna be a long story. But I'll st- I'll still scroll down to see how far I have to go. I'm like, eh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I know it's bad, but it's true. I mean, I I, I not the videos are okay in, in one instance, but you know, for the most part, I don't want to sit through. A thirty-second ad to have to wait for your ten-second story. <laughs> it's like, give me the four-second option. Make a make a, a commercial that's four seconds long. If you're giving me the option to opt out of a commercial, just make it four seconds. Don't give me a tease that you're you're flipping pizzas and I'm like, what's going to happen next? Oh my god, I can't wait. Don't skip ad. I want to watch. Well, and all you need me to do is think about it. So why not just flash like your product and your all you need? Right there? Yeah, it's it's you know I think it's very very uh, um, e- effective. You make me think about pizza. I may want some. Well, yeah, you know they're called splash ads or flash ads, whatever they are. They kind of hit and run in, in a sense, you know, because I think you need that. You know, nobody's got time to listen to anything. You're going to zone out anyway, especially if you're driving in your car and it's on the radio. You know, I don't know where people are listening to us now. Uh, I, I wonder where people are listening to us right now. Well, I think where, where are you in your room? Right. Are you in your car? Are you somewhere else? I would love to know that. <laughs> I'm just curious of where you listen to the show from. Because um, normally when I'm on the radio, it's most likely everyone's in their car. There are very few online that listen to us. But there are more people in their car that listen to us than there were online. But you couldn't measure how many people were on, on, in their car listening or oh. on the radio at home, wherever it was. That's that's radio. That's what you, you know. I'm not sure I'd want to find out where everybody listens. <laughs> I'd be curious. I'm kind of. I mean, you're happy <laughs> to listen where you want to listen. I'm that's true. Sure Maybe we'll just, we'll keep the we'll keep the uh, the illusion alive. I uh, guess, right? Man, you want my dirty. Uh, yeah. But yeah, right. Um, yeah, Vickers in studio with us, and he's a ex swinger. So this being uh, Valentine's Day, we'll talk about some Valentine's uh, stories a little bit later on in the program. We don't want to jump the gun too soon because uh, it's our porno music or not segment, really, that I have you in do that. So we have a special disclaimer, knowing that the content of our conversation is going to get pretty raunchy. <laughs> Just so I'm, I'm like, it's like a pre-warning in a sense. This is a pre-disclaimer to the disclaimer. That it, 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 it can be. It's very crass. We keep it real short, um, short, sweet, to the point. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk drugs right now. Can we do that? 
Some Do people uh, think that to puff the magic dragon means they're really to smoke uh, smoke a marijuana cigarette. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. You got any narcotics or marijuana in here? <laughs> uh, not anymore. We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. Get out of here! Is marijuana really where it's at? Is it really as righteous as you think? You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Where can I get some marijuana? I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit forming. I'm so wasted! I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> it's not gonna make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. The amazing stuff about this is taking home and just get stoned at a bejesus hmm. belt. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. <laughs> okay, but just this once. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> I... I uh... <laughs> I love that. Butthead. I, you know what I love about those? I was just thinking about all the movies that have portrayed marijuana in them. You know, I mean, there's so many out there, and some highlighted as a ma- major point, like a Cheech and Chong, and others it's very subtle, but it's there. They always talk about it. They always talk sure. about it, right? I mean, always like, have to. what is your like? Last week you were here with us last week, right? Two weeks ago. Or wait, was it last week? I think it was last it week. It was last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look at G laughing. I'm not remembering. Um, yeah, we were talking about, you know, about the... Um, I, I want to talk about what you... Uh, your favorite, like, weed movie. Because the stereotypes of of people who smoke weed or derive from movies, you know? Cheech and Chong is pretty much where everybody gets their point of view on what a stoner is these days. And it's lingering still. <clears throat> you know, and I think that's kind of been the big... Uh, thing what I wanted to mention last week as well as right now is the fact that it's 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 yeah they it's part of the culture however it's just a small part of the culture it's not everybody like that and yet everybody who lives in Sun City or everybody who votes for Sheriff Joe who we talked about earlier who grew up in the 30s and 40s thinks it's that you know I mean I don't know what their uh, first impression of a stoner was back in the day. Because they were only told what they were told about it, right? They said it made, you know, black people rape white women. It made, uh, you know, Mexicans kill people. I mean, they had all these crazy, uh, just weird stories that they concocted to scare people about marijuana. And then, you know, here you are. It's like these guys are inundated with this message in their head. They grow up with it. It's all they have. But I want to know what the image for them was. Was it Cheech and Chong? Was that the first time they actually, or is it a... you know, George Carlin did a bit. I remember him doing the hippy dippy weatherman. That might have been pre uh, um, wow. uh, Cheech and Chong or not. I'm not quite sure. Um, do we have anything on, on like who was the first stoner to come out in public? I can check. Yeah, yeah. You were going to say something too, Carl. Well, you know, and I, I think it's interesting the point you're making because really it wasn't based off somebody they saw. Their image in those days of a stoner was the propaganda they were being fed. And so their opinion was already tainted. So when they did see their, their first stoner, they, they weren't maybe necessarily seeing um, the true image 
of that individual because of their, their already tainted opinion based off everything else they had been told. Right. So they already had kind of a head start yeah. in thinking of like, oh, I can't wait to meet one of these people. And then all of a sudden here's, like you know. Like these crazy individuals. Right. And here's up in smoke on screen. You know, everybody's going crazy over these people. And then, oh, that's what they are. <laughs> you know, that's what it looks like. Uh, you know, that's how they behave. And it's such a, it's it's sad, you know, and it's sad because it's, it's you know, you try to find people of, of uh, reputation to come out and say, you know, hey, you know, I've been managing this business for 25 years and I've been getting high every time I get home, you know. I've been, you know, we need people like that to come out in and, and, and numbers, not one, not, not on a loan. You got to be in a group first, you know, like do a private meeting first. And then you get everyone together and say, all right, we got to really come out. But you know, we're all well-respected members of society, and we all like to get high. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, and real quickly, I have. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying there's not a lot of people, when they got the polls of who smokes weed in this country, it's bullshit because not everybody's going to admit to that poll. Well, no, because I think, I think there's a lot of individuals who work in. I, guess, I don't want to say corporate, but there's, I think there's a lot of people who work, you know, an eight to five every single day who also indulge a in, lot, in yes. cannabis that, don't, that can't speak out, that don't want to speak out because right. That's what I'm of, saying. of how it's viewed. Exa- right, exactly. So, I mean, there, there are a lot of successful people in well, the world who do this. Yeah, from what I'm told at dispensaries, and I'm sure you've seen this, Vicar, you've seen a pretty wide range of people coming in. Oh yeah, it's it's old people. It's you know, it's, it's the kid who looks like a punk coming yeah. in, and you know, it, it is what it is. You know, like my saying is, is don't judge my pain. You know, so when you're seeing you know that you know all over the place, say, hey, everyone's got their own thing, man, and, and it is what it is. You know, this it's no big deal. Is what it is, and but the thing is the image, and they don't want people like the Cheech and Chong running around in society, and that's something you need to change in these people's minds and how do you change that perspective when they look at somebody and in disgust because they've already judged you on who you are just because you smoke a plant. Yeah, and they're not willing to see out of their already tainted lens. They're not willing to take those goggles off. Right. And that's and, the problem. And it, well, Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, the problem is, is that they still want to meddle in your business. <laughs> So uh, well, that's yeah, that's the other thing. It doesn't matter right. if you take the goggles off. You, you know, shouldn't care. If we had a really nice cushy, it's not hurting you. If we had a really nice cushy, like like a like a senior, like a like a place where people retire, um, maybe when you're kind of like past eighty five or ninety, to that point where you're you're you know you're out of home. That's what it is. You know, <laughs> it's just like you're, you're done. But it's so cozy and comfortable. You don't have to, you don't have to vote anymore. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Don't worry about it anymore. We got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put them in a different class. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying, like, once you reach that level, life should be like the best it should ever be. You should do nothing and be comfortable as hell. You want all the drugs you want. You get them. You know, if you still need to make it happen with a girl, <laughs> make it happen or whatever. I, I'm just saying, it's like it should be like you earned it. You deserve a nice, lovely place to live. And everything else is taken care of. It's all taken care of. But we got this. So we're talking people that actually did <laughs> work for a living and actually didn't fucking piss their life away and shit like that. I right? don't know, man. I mean, Maybe we should drop it to 80. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's the cannabis question? So we were talking about the um, 
first you know person to smoke pot or whatever. Right. I, I didn't necessarily find the first person, but there is something where the first there was a stash of marijuana or cannabis that was dated as 2,700 years old found in China that was put there by some uh, aliens Asian dude who was from some other area. And uh, the marijuana which was found was about 2,700 years old and is reportedly in very good condition, but it does not necessarily contain any of the original smell, although it does con- contain uh, a level of THC. Right. That's, All right. Hilarious. That's, that's funny. Well, they, they, I saw a story. I don't know if it's a fake story. They, uh, seaweed off the coast of Chile is a sativa strand of weed. Yeah, I never <laughs> heard of that. Oh, yeah, but I don't know if it's fake or not, but it was... Uh, because you know you read those stories, then you read. The, I read the comments first <laughs> to make sure if anyone has validation of the story. Uh-huh. Usually, someone says this is a fake yeah, or a I fake news site. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh, got got caught, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, let's do this. Let's play a tune. We'll come back. We'll talk some more drugs. And there's a big case in California going on right now about some growers who are in trouble, but they are challenging the Schedule One status of marijuana. So, yeah, it's, it's a big decision. So let's get primitive with pr- a project out of bounds. I just saw that these guys are coming into town next Saturday. I just wrote them. I hope they write me back, and uh, I hope they're in town soon enough where they can join us in the studio because they're a lot of fun. And then uh, speaking of, I guess, Valentine's Day, I'm not trying to keep the theme on that, but uh, Love Tone is the album that this comes from. I highly highly suggest you check this album out from front to back. It is really cool. Project Out of Bounds is the name. They're from San Diego. Primitive is the tune, and it's on Going Global with Gas. Man. Survivors, earth drivers, tough drivers, we're not slaves to our own creation. We are the unfighting, musically advanced to make the notes go. Happily, they make the way through blood flow. Consciously intelligent, we do know what makes the wind blow. We are the simple men, in a world of technological advancement. They suffer problem at the time that they create ten. There's a community of family are absent to be replacement. We are the primitive ones, the fighters, the ignited. So back up on the survivors, earth drivers, tough drivers. We're not slaves to our own creation. We are the athletes, capable of flourishing like wild kings, hunting and gathering ourselves can be rewarding. In a natural world of paradise, we build things out of necessity. We are the high ones. Herbal meditation, ammunition. Be peaceful, host the carries a pipe as a tobacco magnum. But in a me backpack, mystic attack, a bang shot. And the simple one, we are the primitive ones. The fighters, the igniters. So fuck up publication, survivors, earth drivers, tough drivers. We're not slaves to our own creation. of machine never corrupt me Try to keep us in a state of mental slavery Illusion of the mind in the veil and secret We do battle in a cosmic arena Forces of light and dark say come about ya Get on up on the way I seek a way I find ya I'm just fighting embrace ya We have the 
<laughs> it's interesting with in the in the, in the tune, uh, you know, and I always say like every song is good to the last drop. I don't know about um, that, but there wasn't any music <laughs> playing on that last part, so it was just like the ocean waves into a uh, helicopter, I guess, right? Yeah, it was like it, the ocean went to static or something. All right, well, if they get in here next week, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> I'd ask them that. What's going on with that song? How do you end that? Primitive Project Out of Bounds is the band, and I really dig those guys. They're a lot of fun, and I really hope they get in. Uh, studio next week. Uh, they are, uh, can't either way. They're playing at the Yucca Tap Room in Tempe, Arizona. So really, town. Yes, nice. yeah. That, I need to go see that show. Yes, you do. Are you, gonna, are you heading out that way? Um, you know what, man? I tell you what. There's so many things I have to like organize for my life before I figure out what I got to do next Saturday. Right. <laughs> so I know there's a lot of things on the plate. So I don't know. At first, I got this uh, big uh, comedy show on Tuesday night, and I'll be doing um, the Tempe Improv. It's a comedy contest. I think it's like 15 comics in it. And I, and I tell my friends, like, hey, I'm doing this contest. But you don't go. Because <laughs> it's like, 20, you know, it's too many comics. It's like, it's, I, I hate those shows. You have to sit through, you know, you have to sit through a lot of shit. Probably only one comic is actually going to be good. There's going to be a few here and there, depending yeah. on how they even stack up when you draw numbers and when to go up. You know what I'm saying? 80% of them are going to be horrible. <laughs> well, there'll be a lot, a lot of newbies, you know, people who are uh, who want to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Yeah, there's there's no Absolutely, yeah. man. I mean, if it's there for you, do it. I mean, But it doesn't mean we have to sit and watch you. Yep. Well, and it doesn't mean we have to laugh because you're up there. <laughs> <laughs> So it's going to be interesting, and I'm looking forward to, uh, if I could make the next level, I'd be super happy. Uh, but if I don't, it's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll have a good time either way. It's all what it's all about is having a good time. So you don't have to come out, <laughs> but uh, I'll, if I make the next round, you have to come out. Just send some love. Yes, if I make the next round. I'll say, I'll say when I make the next round. I should say, when the next round is coming up. I'll be there. All right, uh, you are uh, going global with Gas Man, and we're hanging out with you till uh, the top of this hour, which is in twenty or excuse me, thirty-five minutes from now. Uh, Vicar is with me, and he is one of the uh, cooks over at Hempful, which is uh, a pretty soon new to be a new thing here in uh, Arizona. And um, real quickly, again, what do you? Uh, what is Hempful? Real quick. Uh, from what I've taken from it so far, it's just um, he's offering everything 
else that marijuana provides that is not illegal currently. Okay. So everything hemp and CBD related, basically. So hemp seeds, hemp protein. There's a juice bar there. I mean, there's CBD oils, CBD tinctures, CBD dog treats, CBD pills. Um, I mean, it's intense. Hemp, hemp seeds are uh, sustainable, aren't they? I mean, as far as like, uh, maybe it's the wrong word. What am I looking for? It's like coconuts. You know, you can you can eat seeds and live live off seeds. Yeah, and I mean, only seeds. Like one of the biggest things in. Like, well, what was it the hemp has? I can't remember the exact compound. I'm sorry. I should know this one. But one of the things that I really, well, I'd eat a, well, even this morning I had a hemp protein shake. Um, I swear it gives me more energy than any other types. I used to do the whey protein, the soy protein, and the hemp protein. Don't know what it is. I mean, obviously I've been you know, using it for a long time now. Right. So where do you get hemp protein? Right now I'm ordering it uh, on uh, like eBay and Amazon and stuff because apparently most of the stuff that is being made is still coming through Canada because we're still not allowed to make it mm. as a nation. Yeah, that's awful. Um, I know it's the things are in place the last I checked that we're going to be growing it, um, especially within the recreational and medicinal states because there are hemp laws within those states. Right. Um, but yeah, how much is it? And then, well, he's gonna have it at his store um, at the Hempful Cafe. There's gonna be retail side that you can buy all this product as well. You can buy. The so what is it like? It's like a, in, a big, in a big uh, jar kind of thing, and you just scoop it and yeah, make um, what you want out of it. Yeah, like mine is in a you know a, a powder form, and I just you know I put it like a ha- uh, Probably what is it? An ounce of it into my shake every into a little protein shake right. in the mornings. Huh? You know, it's sad because you know we used to, as a country, grow hemp. Yep. <laughs> you know, it was a major portion of our economy. I think wasn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. so it's 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 sad that they have to get the book out again. You know, the book's not out yet, really. But yet we wait. It used to be out. We were okay with it. Everything was fine. Now you said it was illegal. Now we have to re-examine it again to make it legal again. That's it doesn't make sense. So, and you know, and of course it doesn't make sense because that's just the way it rolls up in, in Washington. So it's like, what do you you know? How do you get to these people in a sense? Are the are they uh, in, the, the people in charge? Are they being aware? Are they getting the knowledge of marijuana from the right source? is what I'm concerned about. You know, are they getting their information from one side that obviously says, hey, yo, pharmaceuticals, yo, Ixnay and the MJ, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it, it, but also they have to understand that this, this is America's crop. <laughs> what we're going to call it. Maybe if you call it that, America's crop. Well, it just points to the incredibly large amount of use. We'll put it on uh, Fox News. The variety of use. <laughs> America's crop. <laughs> I think they'll roll with it. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I just think it's one of those things that just needs to be kind of a, like I always said, you know, it's a non-issue of this is important stuff. You talk about your global, uh, you know, global warming and stuff like that. I tell you what, if you had marijuana plants growing around the globe, I'm pretty sure the global warming thing might be uh, gone in probably in a couple well, one of the interesting things about the global warming is we're just already in another natural part of our phase. We've just are, 
you know, the human imprint has increased it a little bit, but not by much is right. what I, the most recent research that I've listened to at least. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you look at skies and being polluted the way they are, especially in Los Angeles, so consistently smoggy yeah. in China. I mean, you, you, it just, it, whether it, you don't think it has an effect or not, the, the, the fact of the matter is that shit's not good. Oh, yeah. That shit just needs to stop. So there has to be better ways and alternative ways to get this into a cleaner blue skies when I walk out of the door and see something, you know, and I could say, wow, look how beautiful this is, as opposed to, oh, man, that's going to be a tough one. I mean, I, when I grew up in L.A., that's what it was. When you had smoggy days, it was, you literally had to, like, cover your mouth up, and oh, it was like, God. because... Even back then? <laughs> because if you were in it for the day and you would breathe in, you, it would hurt. Wow. Yeah, it would hurt. It would hurt on your, like, in your upper chest. You would get this... Like, it was hard to, you know, it's smog, fuck your shit up, man. <laughs> yeah, jeez, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah if you're I, mean, out, I know now, probably. If but... you're out in it all day, if you're out, yeah, then you, you would have that effect on you. That's horrible. Yeah. I mean, it would go away, but it was, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you might have some effects in 35 years, but, yeah, it'll go away. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just like asbestos, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> everything like that. Uh, Carl, would you got some info on the hemp? Yeah, I just, you know, I pulled up something online just as a, like a little description of the, the powder, the hemp powder, protein powder. Yeah. And it says it's packed with organic hemp protein, phytonutrients in fiber and contains no trans fats, gluten, dairy, or lactose. It's 10 grams of raw po- protein, 20% of the RDI of fiber, 2 grams of EFAs, non-GMO product, and it has 410 milligrams of potassium potentially as well. No cholesterol. I mean, it's full of just good stuff. Interesting. And as what? So, do we figure out the cost of it? I think like two pounds is like, uh, like between thirty and forty dollars. I don't know what it's going for retail at the, at the two store. Two pounds for thirty or forty bucks. Yeah, because like I'll buy like a pound or two at a time, and that'll last me maybe a month. Okay, that's all. Yeah, this out. says it's sixteen ounces for fifteen dollars. Yeah, so that's a pound for fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And a pound lasts you about a month. Normally, Obviously, uh, don't it? go online. Go to the store. One scoop. Well, if you're in Arizona, yeah, yeah, just Correct. a scoop. If you're in Arizona, yeah. right. Um, so one scoop and what? What like a glass of milk? Well, or, okay. So glass when, of almond milk. Get yourself a blender. Get some almond and coconut blend. Okay, that's good I like too. the almond that's coconut blend. I've had that. Unsweetened. I like, rice. I like rice milk too. Unsweetened because those motherfuckers. If you just <laughs> get the original, it's like twelve grams of fucking sugar in there. Yeah, you got to get unsweetened. And you got to get the, the unsweetened. Let it natural sweeten. Absolutely. Tablespoon of peanut, whatever your peanut, maybe cashew, almond, whatever butter type thing you like, like that peanut butter type thing. Um, and then I like to put some maca powder in there. If anyone knows what the maca powder is, what is that? That is good for your sexual health. <laughs> is it really? Yes, sir. Maca it powder makes you feel a lot better down there and much more energetic. Get out of here! I'm dead serious. It's like a Viagra. Yes. It, it, it a natural. You... It's it's just good for your blood flow down there. Basically, maca. M a c a powder. Maca powder. Maca. Maca yeah. powder. And it's good, good for other stuff as well, but it's more known for being. Helpful for uh, things. Where do you get it? You can order it anywhere. Okay. I mean, I, I'll take. Sometimes I take pills of it, but I like the powder form to put it in my shake because I I do that and a plant protein, uh, uh, a plant fusion Dude, protein. Uh, thing I need as well. to catch up on these things, man, because I I really want to start like eating better for myself because right now it's funny i i think about food like when i'm at home i was like i want to get some food i need to eat something i want to get something anything about meat is kind of grossing me out lately chicken's grossing me out lately um 
Come hunting with me. Everything but bacon, all right? Well, I'm just saying I love bacon still. I, I'm going to have that regardless, but I'm just saying is that, you know, there's certain things that I'm like, I'm just not, in, uh, it's not appetizing to me anymore, man. I want to, and so I ended up getting a green chili burrito somewhere. That's <laughs> where I ate. A green, and, and I love, it's got the cheese in it still, and I maybe have to start cutting that out. Um, I really should say no cheese on there, mm. but um, you like know, just something. sprinkle the cheese. No queso. Yeah. Well, I risked it, by the way, man. It was, <laughs> it was good. It was one of those places where I was like, "Crap, man! I gotta, I gotta mark the time because it's six hours from now. I better be okay. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, I know this is where it's from." It, it, it was a, it was a Mexican joint. It's one of those old Carl's Juniors turned into a Mexican joint. One of the Berto families, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? And uh, it's six o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> and so. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go eat inside tonight. <laughs> Just to change it up. I didn't want to bring it home. I was like, I'll eat inside. So they had this little salsa bar. And they have the green salsa, the red salsa, and they have a little pico de gallo there. And so I grabbed my little souffle cups, and I scooped up my salsas, and I scooped up the pico de gallo, and I sat down at my table and ate my chips, and I was scooping up the pico, and it tasted kind of funky. <laughs> I was like, crap. <laughs> Like too late. Oh. <laughs> like, it's like it's like I guess what you say acid. Once it touches your tongue, it's done, right? <laughs> it's yeah, like once it you just, get sick, you get sick, man. Ugh. Yeah, it just that's what exactly. I was like, oh boy, we're gonna have to clock the uh, count the clock right now. But everything the the food tasted well. But every bite, I'm justifying that I'm not gonna get sick. I'm not gonna get sick. Ugh. Why do I have to think like that, man? It's like it's it's awful. You ever eaten something that just instantaneously <laughs> goes through you? Like within 20 minutes, you're just... Oh, no. Not <laughs> yeah. through your mouth, but through yeah. your butt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> through your butt? Uh, yeah. I puked after eating something pretty crappy. Uh, pretty man. recently after. Carl, you have any uh, horror movie or stories about that? About eating and then having to... Getting sick right off right away? Yeah, there was... Uh, it was funny because there's this Facebook page I follow about growing up in Santa Cruz. And about a week ago, they brought up this old buffet uh, that was a local buffet when I was young. So I was, you know, I, in my early age years to teenage years. So we used to go to it, and you couldn't get out of the joint without hitting the bathroom first. <laughs> it was that fast? Yeah, it was literally that fast. I, I, my yeah, friend, I, I, but, you know, technically it, it, that could never happen. As soon as you finished your soft serve ice cream. Well, that, <laughs> you were but, done. Yeah, but I, I, I got you, man. I've, I've taken dumps at those places before too, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what it does is all They're that crap dumps. just activates everything else that you already had in there. Right. It says, hold on, you guys need to get the hell out of the way. Yeah, but I used to, <laughs> yeah. back in the day, I, I back in, uh, I was like, uh, right after high school, I, was, I, was, I always told my friend, he always get pissed off. I'm like, dude, I just ate and I got to take it, I got now got to dump it out. He's like, you can't do it that fast. I'm like, I can. He goes, no, you can't. He'd always be upset. He's like arguing about right. the digestive system. Well, you know, when you start talking about taking a dump on the radio, you know what that means. It's time <laughs> to uh, <laughs> move on. Uh, maybe some medicine might help out that dumping situation. Uh, marijuana, once again, we'll just figure out and wrap up this uh, the drug uh, session. Uh, talking about in California, they have a big deal going down here. These are growers. I believe nine growers are on the line here. As Judge Kimberly Mueller uh, is going to be ruling within 30 days now, probably less than that, about 25 now since the story came out. Here's what the deal is. All right, so um, this is going on. So th- these guys, uh, and their defense lawyers are arguing that the U.S. law classifying pot as a Schedule One drug, which means it has no medicinal use and is among the most dangerous, is unconstitutional given that 23 states have legalized the drug for medicinal use. So they're going to challenge that right off the bat. Makes sense. Yes, yep. exactly. 
Like that's just logic, right? I don't, and that's what I don't get is how do you don't understand basic logic? It's helping people medically. Well, the thing is, is and I talked about this last week, is diamorphine, whatever that thing was, uh, is yes. the high pure form of heroin is used to give to patients in hospitals, you know, and like it's a pain pill mm-hmm. in a sense. All right, so wait, hang on. Heroin is being used as a pain pill? And what, heroin is a Schedule One drug? I mean, end of argument. You would think. That's it. I mean, how do you, right? You can't. That's, that's, that stops everything, and it's track right there. It's, I mean, you, but you're, you're medicinally using heroin, yet that, but you can't do it with marijuana. And the, the thing is, and, you know, I was watching Bill Maher last night. He had a great guest on the opener, his opening uh, guest that he walks on, uh, talking about, um, what well, I forgot what I was going to say, but uh, <laughs> thanks, Vicker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll just play a song. We'll come back. I'll, re- I'll regroup my <laughs> thoughts here, man. <laughs> uh, here, these guys uh, will change our minds here. It's uh, Fallen Riviera, Los Angeles. <laughs> we'll be right back. Innocent and above me You've noticed where I stand And now you start to
Fallen Riviera. This is who I am. I think I picked that song on purpose for her. <laughs> hey, man, it happens once in a while, all right? When I go on a long tangent like that, you know, it's I got to keep it more reeled in, I think, <laughs> for the next time. Uh, Vicar's hanging out with me. And uh, we also have Carl, the intern. And my name is Kevin Gassman. I'm just going to reestablish everything <laughs> at this moment right now. And you are going global with Gassman. And it's voiceamerica.com, Variety Channel. And it's Saturday. We're about out of here. we got like 15 minutes to go. This has been a fast-moving show, Carl. It has been. Yeah. It's been I'm, a fun one, too. Uh, yeah, and I really hope, 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 and my pray that next week we will have Project Out of Bounds in the studio. Um, so I'm just kind of keeping that like fingers crossed thingy and uh, hopefully we'll be in because it's been a minute since we've had a band in um, also next week we're going to have another uh, from Ghetto Cowgirl Mark Norman will be joining us next week oh very nice I've listened to Mark on the radio but I've never met him yes he is a wild man <laughs> he is a maniac but in a fun and good way, in a yeah, positive like way a really friendly, he's a great dude cool and dude. yeah he's a very cool dude um, but he's, he's a lot of energy so it's going to be um, a very fun show next week. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a lot different than what it is today. Because <laughs> I... <I've Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I totally just haven't remembered what I wanted to say prior. So, yeah. We, we, you know, we, we could... Um, Alzheimer's disease. We, like, like, go right or left and... I don't know. I, you know the thing is, I'm going to go Try back not and to recover. I'm going to go back and listen to it, and then I'm going to edit it out as if it never happened because <laughs> I have that power. Mm. <laughs> Lucky man. <laughs> and then I'm going to I'm going to kick myself for going. Wow, that what a train wreck that was. <laughs> <laughs> what a train wreck. Uh, that was. Well, I'm not sure any of us can tell you what the heck happened before that. Right before that train wreck. Yeah, the Martians came in. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I think we're just we're we're gonna wrap up the 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 drug, our drug talk, our drug code right now. Uh, just kind of finishing up. I think we we're talking about the schedule one and removing it from that and everything. So I just think, in, in essence, is the see, we fall into the stereotype people think about when they. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone who's listening who doesn't don't judge people. Don't judge my pain. Um, <laughs> my pain is your enjoyment, basically, yeah. is what I like to do, right? So that's kind of how I, you know, do what I do, I guess. You can, uh, you can vicariously be high with me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and you've been ingesting, like, three different types of edibles, so. <laughs> you, you can just be assured that the people involved with the radio show very much are enjoying what they're doing. Well, you remember it was that one show that I did a couple uh, months ago at the 420s comedy show, and there were two dabs done, and I got on stage, and and I absolutely just blanked, blanked out. <laughs> it's kind of like what just happened in a sense. Right. It was awful. And I remember that. But I just like, I I kind of regrouped myself for a moment, you know, because I looked at the page and I had it like on, I had it on a stand. And it was like a couple of feet away from me, so I had to like walk over to my left a little bit, stare at the sheet, and then go back to the microphone and say a joke. But then I just completely forgot. And then I said, "All right, listen, I, I got this. Everything's cool. It's under control." And then I just burst out into laughing, and that was the end of my set. <laughs> However, um, I mean, people like that, so that was that was cool. So it wasn't like you know, I don't care. 
It's one of those points I didn't care. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> on this, oh, on this point, yes. All right, whatever. It's all good, man. We're having a good time. I'm having a good time. Hopefully you guys are as well. Uh, that's it. We're done with the uh, the drug code. We're done. We're going to put that away. And then we're going to play some uh, porno music or not Sweet. with uh, Vicar, the swinger. It's it's Valentine's Day. Yep. Uh, maca is on the table. It's um, <laughs> something you never told me. I've never heard about it. You, I've never knew you can, whatever that was. Uh, maca is, again, it's a supplement, I guess you could yeah, say. I mean, yeah, it's it's just another root, ground, ground up root. Maca, you know, right. maca root powder. It's a maca root powder? Yeah. All right, well, let's do this. We're going to talk about some some sex. We got, You got some uh, ex-swinger stories we'll hit up. It's Filthy Desires, The Pleasure Victims. And I just saw these guys last night, but I missed their show, but I saw them. Does that make sense? We'll be right back after uh-huh. this song. <laughs>
pleasure victims and they're from right here in phoenix arizona i love those people they're so much fun that's a fun show to watch the pleasure victims so check them out filthy desires uh i know we are missing a female in the room so this is uh just three dudes talking on a valentine's day carl is married so he's he's off the hook uh you vicar and i are single dudes and um i does today sucks no doesn't matter to you i'm whatever right I can't remember the last like good Valentine's I had like that. I actually, I mean, there's obviously if I can't, hit, nothing is really standing out to me, you, right. you know, like because it's always disappointment or just like yeah. no one has the time or it's I don't know, it's annoying. I, yeah, go ahead, Carl. Well, people just they they think too much about it. <clears throat> yeah, it, for real. Like, there doesn't have to be all this big pressure. Why does why does it have to be tonight that you have to have this big romantic date or? Just enjoy what Valentine means. Like we're, I'm just staying home tonight. We're gonna hang out with my daughter, right? Or in my wife's stepdaughter. And do, let me ask you, that's you know, my daughter is her stepdaughter. Do you think? Uh, you know? Yeah. Do, but do you think that Valentine's Day was created on a Saturday <laughs> or Friday? <laughs> because right with dates in mind. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, think about it. Because I mean, if, it it's, if, if it's a the... lover, if it's a lover's night. It's certainly not going to be a Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, it might fall on a Tuesday. However, you know, if you if you're going to claim it on a Saturday, you at least know down the road it'll be a Saturday again, uh, right? And a Friday. And a Friday, exactly. So you got to cover. Even a Thursday, people go out on Thursday. And a Sunday night is nice too. Yep. But you got to make sure you got your weekend and not your Monday or Tuesday. So, <clears throat> yeah. So I just think there's too much pressure put on people around Valentine's, and that's why it usually ends up sucking. I had a I had a blind date once in college. My friend, his girlfriend at the time, who he had married actually, set me up with a girl from her sorority, <laughs> and it was you know, the one right when you see her, you're like nothing's really gonna happen. <laughs> 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 it's oh, just this is the way it is, man. <laughs> you know, it's just what it is. Good from far, far from good, kind of a thing. Well, no, a little different from that because it's a blind date, so it's uh, you know, I think I picked her up at night and. You know, so it was like, but she walked into my car. I like knock on her door, or whatever it was. Like, ah, <laughs> not my style. And <laughs> oh, what sucks man. is like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe I had a little more high, high expectations, but then at that time in my life, I didn't really know what I looked like and what I was all about <laughs> either. So it was, you know, was she mismatching me, or you know, or was she? Guessing me to be the right fit for her, and but I was, was just like, "No, I want skinny and thin." And oh, and she was sexy, nasty and, and well, she chubby. was a little chubby. <laughs> <laughs> chub chub. Well, everybody has that awkward phase, I but, think, too, where we really don't, like you said, we really don't know what we look like yet. Right. Yeah, exactly. Kind of fully grown into our our look. Right. So at that time, you know, for what it was, but I mean, I wasn't I wasn't a dick. <laughs> you know, I was cool. So it was fine. I mean, like, like I have those times where I'd be like, "Look, you know, I know nothing's really gonna happen as much. So let's just enjoy the time because that's just the kind of cool guy that I am right now." So uh, before we get going here, this program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Okay, so we're gonna talk some swinger life here with uh, Vicar Valentine's Day. Have you, as a swinger, done a Valentine's Day? Because you don't do that anymore. But no. I mean, over the time you've been a swinger. Uh, have you done a Valentine's Day? And yeah, you know what's crazy is I think I do have a good story because, well, there was when I was like messing around with girls that were just they, well, there was girls that were okay that the men were okay with 
them messing around with me, but then there were the ones that were cheating on their husbands that were messing around with me. Oh. And I'll... (laughs) So I'll never forget, I had this girl... uh, Basically, when we were about to be done, I had her put her hand out with the ring finger on it, and she was so annoyed with her husband that he didn't do anything for her for Valentine's Day, and I busted all over the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) She, she, yeah, she did that. She wanted you to do that. To, yeah, to just, like, disgrace the marriage (laughs) and everything. Like, it was... What are the it worst things like, like, I've ever done? Finger. It's like, look, look, my fingers, the ring is stuck, and you help me cut yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, honey, just put your finger on it, honey. <laughs> just try to get it off. Get some spit on there and lubricate it. Oh, my goodness, Vicar. Wow. <laughs> oh, All right, man. man. Good for you, brother. <laughs> oh, God. I like it when you suck on my ring, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right, uh, a little porno music or not? Is this porno? <laughs> was that good? <laughs> or is it not? Uh, what do you think, Carl? I would. Yeah, I think it, it kind of sounds like a nice soft porn. You going porn? Cinemax kind of thing. Same here. Yeah, what are you feeling? What's the scene? I have no idea. You have no idea. Honestly, blank. It just sounds like it. It does, doesn't it? Is it porn or is it not? It is not porn. You go. Both are wrong. I love it, man. I love how it's starting that show off like that. (laughs) By the way, that's from HGTV. (laughs) What? Right? You know, one of these times we're going to have to turn this one around on you. Yeah, hey. And you know what I mean? Fine. Whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool. Whatever. You know what we should do to him is show a bunch of pictures you gotta of butts. Find, you got to find the music. And, and, and see to if visualize it's something? Women. Yeah, find some kind of oh, yeah, right. to, for the host to, to Whose cornhole is him. this? All right, one more and we're out of here. Is this porn or is it not? Vickers <laughs> acting like it is. At least you can make some moves on this one. <laughs> You, you want a copy of this one? <laughs> you want to ringtone it? <laughs> yeah, East Girl gets a different song. Right? <laughs> this could be a patio scene. All right, we got to get out of here. What do you think, Carl? Porn. Porn. Patio scene? What do you think, Vicar? Uh, I went porn last time, so I'll go. You're just going to go because you went porn last yeah. time? You're going to go not porn? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> is it porn or is it not? It is not porn. <laughs> Uh, it is from HGTV again. <laughs> <laughs> from the show Redesign. Yeah, that's porn for some people. All right, guys. Yeah, everyone out there, thanks for tuning in. Find us online at voiceamerica.com and uh, do your thing. And also, oh, that's loud. Hang on a second. By the way, if anyone knows the title of the song, I will get, totally hook you up with like a bunch of CDs that I have in my house. Uh, with Kevin at withgas.com. What's the title of this song? All right. Uh, Thank you, Carl. Appreciate it. For sure. Carl the intern. Thank you, Vicar. Thank you for having me again. Appreciate it. And again, we're on iTunes. I'm on Instagram now with Gas Man and also on Facebook as well. So going global with gas. Man. Have a good night. We'll talk to you next week.